Hello and welcome to the Mojo Podcast, part of Mike's Open Journal. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and all things related. That includes illness, wellness, stigma and support, and importantly some of your very own personal stories. I want to thank you for being part of Mike's Open Journal as guests, as visitors, as speakers, as listeners. Welcome to the world of mental health. And remember, you're not alone out there. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And she was like, can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to the Mojo Podcast and to episode 133, I believe. Thank you so much for continuing to download, subscribe, doing all of that wonderful podcast stuff. And hello to you guys that are watching on Dennis's or Psych Reg's YouTube channel as well. So we're also available on multi-platforms for this episode. Um, I hope you've had a good week. Uh, it's been fairly nice weather recently, so... That's been really nice for me down in the south coast of the UK to have. Today I am delighted to let you know that I'm going to be joined by another new guest. So Dennis is going to come on, talk a little bit about his experience blogging, how he got started, why he got started, um, and how that's kind of grown into being involved with a range of different mental health campaigns and projects and not just sharing his own knowledge, uh, but also being able to be part of projects and campaigns and platforms that allow other people to share their experience and their knowledge as well, which um, is really, really amazing. We talk a little bit about having some of those campaigns growing over the last couple of years and I guess giving some thought as to what we consider our mental health communities, our online communities and how exactly that um, resonates with some of us as well. But it was awesome to sit down and hear about some amazing traveling and campaigns that Dennis has been part of. So um, thank you to Dennis for coming on and sharing his his experience and his knowledge. And also thank you guys for, for continuing to be involved with the podcast. As always, if you would be interested in coming on in the future, sharing your own story, experiences, or have some recommendations for topics to be discussed in the future, you can get involved, you can find out about the podcast and all of the other stuff that I do over at mikesopenjournal.com. But thank you so much for downloading or listening or watching or viewing this episode. And uh, I'm going to drop you guys into the conversation between myself and Dennis from a couple of days ago 
Um, I hope you enjoy it. And as always, please do remember you are not alone. There is a huge range of support out there. Um, so make sure you do look at it and access it um, and engage in conversations with those people that are around you as well. You really are not alone. Thank you for listening. How is how's your day been, Dennis? Um, it's been quite busy. I'm, I'm working from home, so I'm I'm a mental health blogger and I run the, this website called PsychReg. So mm. on a regular basis and a weekday, um, I just update my blog. Um, from I treat it like a day job, so I work from nine till five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does that help with kind of keeping the, I guess, the flow and the structure of having it as a, uh, keeping it as a work-life thing as well? Yeah, because um, it's starting um, January this year. I quit my job. I I used to work for a PR agency in London. Okay. And because I was earning the same amount of money from my full-time job before and in my with my blog now. Yep. So I was just like... You know what? I'll just I'll just work from home, and manage my blog because I'm I'm earning the same amount of money anyway, and I don't need to um I don't need to commute, mm. I don't need to get dressed or anything like that. So <laughs> I really treat it like work. Um, yeah. Apart from the dressing part. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I I I don't mean that I'm I'm working from home naked, but you know I'm working I'm working my pajamas. And... <laughs> I think it it's. It's really interesting. It's really nice to hear um, someone that's got involved in blogging that's kind of been able to take that next step and being able to go, actually, this is this is what yeah. I want to spend my time doing. And you're able to make that kind of financially viable as well. Yeah. Um, was that like a quite a sudden thing in January or had you kind of recognised actually over a period of time, oh, this um, is something I really want to do and spend more time on? Oh, um, but basically, when I started, because I've been blogging for 14 years now, I started as, um, you know, personal blogger, like just um, writing all about my opinions. Yeah. And then later on, I blog about travel, because when I was in my 20s, I love I love going to different different countries on my own. I was a backpacker. Oh, so okay. I was just like chronicling my adventures. And then when I moved in the, in the UK, I turned it into a mental health blog. But since I started blogging like 14 years ago, I always receive like sponsored posts mm. and that's where I charge. Right now, I, I do charge for my sponsored posts and since I'm gradually gaining traffic, mm. I, I get consistently um, lots of um, sponsored posts and that's enough for me to um, earn the same amount as, as a full-time job. That's awesome. Yeah, Which... and that's what I'm gonna share on um, the mental health um, awards happening yes. on summer. Yes, yeah. so you're going to be coming along as one of our speakers and um, sharing kind of your experience and how you've yeah. kind of grown your own yeah. blog as well, which is going to be really interesting to to hear a bit more then, um, but also to meet you because we've spoken a couple of times now. Um, yeah. and every it's, time it's I'm nice looking at the same picture it's an actual face <laughs> and a person that you yeah. just meet online yeah it's nice well yeah. I've had now uh, I've been really fortunate like I've met a few people that I've spoken to kind of on the podcast a couple of times and then get to meet at like certain meetups or events or things like that mm -hmm. so um, it's really nice when those 
there's those opportunities to actually meet people and talk to them and kind of interact with them rather than just mm-hmm. kind of over the phone or or by social media or whatever and yeah. really engage with people. Um, it was interesting, kind of jumping back a little bit when you mentioned the kind of starting off with the travel blog, like how. Or do you feel like what you write has changed since then? And and also, what countries did you go to, more importantly? um, I've I've been to about 28 countries. Wow. Yeah, so basically when I started um, traveling, um, it was just Southeast Asian countries. I was originally from the Philippines, so... Mm. Um, I was visiting um, Thailand, Malaysia, and all that. And then, obviously, when I moved here in the UK, um, EU countries are a lot closer. So, mm. yeah. But I just got tired of um, um, doing travel black because it's no longer my interest. Although traveling is still my interest, um, I find more connection um, writing about mental health mm. than travel black. So... Um, I, I just deleted my travel blog. I think sometimes you get to a certain stage as well, don't you, where you're like, I feel like I've kind of written everything I want to say about that particular topic for now. Like, it might be something you go back to in the future, but yeah. for now, you're like, actually, no, I'm quite happy with um, with that. Like, there have been certain times when I've had probably, I don't know, maybe months, but definitely a few weeks where I've not posted anything. And I'm like, I kind of just feel like at the moment there's nothing new that I want to say. Mm. Um, and it's quite nice, I think, working out what your... Um, I guess what your schedule is going to be. Some people really mm-hmm. like... I've spoken to some people absolutely love the idea of um, like every Tuesday lunchtime I have a post that goes up and that's my like routine, that's my structure... And that's mm-hmm. really awesome to hear because it's so different to what I have. Mm-hmm. And it's always really interesting to talk to people that have that different experience, I think, because it gives you an idea of what the scopes are. And it also gets you to think, why do I mm-hmm. do what I what I do? And am I happy with that? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Yeah, it's know... really the passion that mm. drives you into, you know, carry on with what you're doing. Mm. Yeah. What... Um, if you're happy to share, like, what was the kind of the reason behind you becoming more interested in blogging about mental health rather than traveling? Yeah, because um, my, my background is really in psychology. Mm. So um, I've always been interested about blogging because when I was growing up, I was an introvert. Um, I don't really find it. How do I say I, I don't really I'm not really comfortable with a big crowd I'm, mm. I'm okay talking with one two people um, yeah. but the bigger the crowd um, I find it more intimidating yeah. um, so when I was growing up because I was born in the 80s and there was no internet so I was mm. just keeping a journal and then when I was in my 20 um, there was already internet and I started blogging mm. so um, I, um, I don't have any lived experience of mental health but when I went to uni, I did psychology, and when I came here, um, I also did um, my master's degree in psychology. So it's, a, it's a always been psychology, that's my background. And oh, wow. so, yeah, I kind of look um, into an opportunity for me to 
converged those two interests together, mm. like blogging and psychology. And so that's why I started um, um, creating PsychReg. And a lot of the contents that I write for PsychReg is not really of my own writing. It's, mm. it's more of um, um, mental health stories from other people. And I find it quite um, interesting that they find it useful to vent out or to share their lived experiences of mental health. Mm. And I think ultimately what they're trying to achieve is that, you know, there's a lot of stigma, there's a lot of stereotypes about um, experiencing mental health. Mm. And because of blogs, um, not just psychreg, but because of blogs like psychreg, mm. um, they see it as an opportunity to address those stigma because what essentially what they're saying is that it's a lot easier to express to, to express themselves about mental health through through um, blogs rather than talk to their friends because you know you can't be judged um, by anyone straight away if you just write about it and you have the option to be anonymous so that's how I get into um, blogging about mental health. I think it's really nice to hear kind of how it started as well for you, yeah. kind of writing your own points of view and then yeah. developing the the website, which is essentially a resource, like you say, for other people to share their stories as well. Yeah. Um, because that, I think there are occasions when there are, say, people like myself that have shared their own stories on their own site and like, oh, yeah, I'll come and do guest posts or whatever but I think it's a really nice resource for those people that like you said maybe aren't as comfortable or aren't ready or don't want other people to know it's them that are talking mm -hmm. but do want to share their story mm -hmm. um, and having sites and platforms like PsychReg where they can kind of share their story um, mm -hmm. kind of uh, anonymously and it's not they don't have to have their own website or um, they don't have to have all that kind of that tech background that we were talking mm. about before we started recording that sometimes we don't know what we're doing. Um, yeah. And actually just going, I've just, this is my story and I want to share it, but I don't want all the hassle of having to do all this other stuff. Just yeah. can you share it for me? Um, and I think platforms like that are so important to mm. kind of provide that opportunity for people. Mm. Um, yeah, good, good thing you mentioned about that um, guest posting because I think a lot of people just um, send articles because um, primarily they can't they they can't be bothered or they don't want to commit to creating a blog and then yeah. after a year they will just um, leave it yeah. but if they if they write um, they, they contribute to an existing um, website yeah, uh, yeah um, it's there but they don't have to manage the blog or they don't have to update it all the time yeah I've done I I don't do so many now because often it's, you'll feel like you're rewriting the same stuff. Yeah. But I've done a couple of guest posts for, for other sites. And when I look mm. through at the, basically like the archive, I guess, that they build up, mm -hmm. um, and you think if I was really struggling to be able to go to the site and know that there's a range of different illnesses, symptoms, people... Mm -hmm. Um, backgrounds that I can kind of check and skim through and find someone that I really relate to um, mm -hmm. is really important and makes people realise like it's all very well us saying oh 
however many people or whatever percentage of people are affected by certain things but mm-hmm. it's so different when you can hear someone talk about their story mm-hmm. um, it just it resonates and it engages people in such a, a powerful way I don't mm-hmm. know what kind of have you had feedback from um, some of those guys that have either shared their stories or people that have read it um, at a later stage and um, have wanted to engage with you a bit more yeah, um, actually, one of my regular um, contributors from New York, um, I, th- I think he's been sending me like articles every every two weeks. His name is Maxwell Gutman, mm. and um, I've, I've actually invited him to be a speaker at um, the Mental Health Bloggers Conference, and I find it really um, humbling that one one of the guys who writes for Psychrage to share about his mental health story mm. story um, flew all the way from America and oh, it was wow. his first time to go to to Britain mm. and yeah he, he found it interesting to um, come here and share his story in person mental health story in person yeah. oh that's amazing and shows that's the power I guess of that online community that yeah. Um, I, well, I guess I've often spoken about it around social media, but when there are sites and platforms like you've got with Psychridge where you kind mm-hmm. of create that um, sort of micro community just on your site, essentially, with, with the guest authors or people coming and reading those various posts. And mm-hmm. um, as I, you I mentioned, that, kind of how that yeah. can grow into events yeah. like the, the conference last year. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I guess it's seeing that development, I guess, into like you had the conference last year and um, how that's kind of grown oh, yeah. in terms of building that community. Oh, yeah. Um, but basically, um, when I started gaining traction from my website and from social media presence, I just realized that I could actually organize an event. So I first started organizing a conference in 2017 Mm. Uh, it was held in Romania Um, I found some contacts Um, it's uh, Vasily Alexandre University of Bacau and that was attended by about 350 people oh wow and then the following year 2018 um, I flew to Philippines to organize another conference Mm. and that was attended by 549 people Whoa. And then uh, August, tw- um, no, September 2018, I came back to um, Romania to organize the second, you know, the second um, conference with them. Mm. Yeah, and it was just, it was successful. And then, like what I've mentioned earlier, um, December 2018, I organized um, a conference solely for mental health bloggers, and um, yeah, that was quite successful. Because um, I, I did it on my own. I um, there was no there was no institution involved. Mm. But there was um, um there was a guy um, from Scotland, Fraser Smith. Um, he runs Get Psych, and he actually got involved. He's one of the speakers, and he's also one of the organizers. Oh wow! And this coming thirty um, first of October until second of November. Um, Fraser and I are coming to Malaysia. Mm-hmm. We're collaborating with University Malaysia Sabah. So we're looking at um, organizing a conference for 500 people. Um, it will be a three-day event. Um, 
we're, we're just we're just really excited about this because um the campus of the university looks really lovely oh. uh, yeah and it's um it's my first time to organize an event in malaysia oh yeah. it looks like and, you're getting to go to so many different places and talk about um some really important topics yeah um, yeah, because um, yeah, my, my passion is really into psychology, so I love I love organizing events um, just just to share the latest research and also as a form of networking, mm. not only for researchers but also for university students and of course for people with lived experience. Mm. Yeah, that's that's um that's our main goal. And how did um, particularly the the mental health bloggers conference? Um, so last year was the first year that that ran. Yeah, that was um, that was the first time. It was held 17th of December, which mm. was actually my mum's birthday. Oops. Uh, <laughs> I know because um, she she's in the Philippines, so um, I couldn't get to her oh, okay. to, um, her birthday anyway. So that's kind of my like. That's a um, good excuse. <laughs> yeah, a birthday gift for my mum. Although I don't know if she appreciates. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was successful um, because um, I I'm not aware that there's actually um, a conference solely dedicated for mental health bloggers. Mm. In pretty much the same way that I don't know there's like an event at mental health bloggers awards mm. solely for mental health bloggers like what you're doing. Mm. Yeah, so that's what uh, I found really interesting when we when we spoke uh, briefly, kind of previously on the phone about actually the kind of the events that we're putting together and recognizing the importance of yeah it's great that mental health is included in other larger events but giving a little bit of time uh recognition and respect to some really amazing people that are hugely passionate and are sharing very um personal and emotional stories actually Mm. deserves a bit yeah, of attention exactly. and like you say with the the conference and the awards and having some specific events that really are focusing in on the uh the amazing work mm-hmm. um and the amazing effort that people are putting into it i think is really important and really awesome to see um and to hear when you've spoken about actually kind of drawing in those people from um from different countries from different mm-hmm. areas from different experiences and um, utilising people like yourself with some really um, professional and well-educated knowledge mm. um, is really cool to see as well and, and mm. really creating that community mm. that I guess a lot of people talk about um, mm. but I'm not sure, I don't know, I guess it means different things to different people mm. but I think events like the conference um, really help to actually put that in place and like we've said that's giving people the opportunity to meet each other and to mm. talk and really build those um, relationships and that support network that people are around as well. And it's also a nice um, opportunity to learn from um, other mental health bloggers because mm. you know when you go to these um, bigger blogging events mm. like um, the UK Blog Awards, yeah, um, yeah, you 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 would meet other people, but. It, the the person um, you, you know that like people like who actually manage a mental health blog um, mm. it's kind of difficult to to meet them because um, just 
only a handful of them mm. and even though like even though you you could argue that it's all about blogging but you know it's different if you are a travel blogger and then you're a mental health yeah. blogger it's still different because there's um there's a sensitivity and there's um, um a human element involved in mental health blogging mm. that you can't find on being a lifestyle blogger or a food blogger uh so i think it's really important to create um, like an ecosystem solely for mental health bloggers, because like um, with, with um, if you if you're running a food blog, I guess you just have to disclose who's actually um, sponsoring your 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 content. Mm. But with uh, if you're running a mental health blog, um, there's an element of sensitivity involved, so you have to keep confidentiality of who. Um, the authors are of your blog, and also you have to put a disclaimer that you're not actually um, giving out um, psychiatric advice. Mm. And those are the things that you would not, um, you know, you 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 were not able to find with food bloggers that yeah. they could not relate to that because um, it's it, it it is blogging, but um, it's it's entirely a different niche. Yeah, it is, yeah. and like you say, particularly that side of uh, the confidentiality of conversations, of story mm -hmm. sharing, of um, really being very clear. I mean, there are some people, obviously, like yourself, that are very well educated and will have certain qualifications, but making it clear that predominantly the people that are sharing these stories and these experiences are people with lived experience and not people that are qualified mm -hmm. um, in regards to mental health, physical health, health um it's personal experience and it's personal opinion um and being aware of that um and it is yeah it's a very different world to operate in um and like you said things like making sure that on certain posts you've got trigger warnings or that if you talk about a certain topic have you signposted to some resources that might be helpful for someone that's mm -hmm. interested like if you've put a post up that is about suicide suicide prevention uh, or awareness mm -hmm. the people that are more attracted to that might be potentially people that are struggling with that and that's why they clicked mm -hmm. on that link in that post somewhere have you mentioned about samaritans or seeing the gp or um and it's being mindful of some of that stuff that like you say do you mm -hmm. have to consider that if you're talking about um how good your local bowling alley is yeah it's a, it, it yeah there are similar tasks but like you say it's, it's a very different uh mindset and it's a very different product i guess yeah exactly because if, if you're if you um like have um a food blog mm. I, I just keep on mentioning it because it's it's a lot easier to you know drive hungry. All my that's why isn't it because no, no, you're hungry <laughs> point if i say um food blog yeah if you run a food blog and then um you don't have to put a disclaimer at the end that this will actually make you fat. Mm. You know, like, whereas with every mental health story that I publish, I put, like, this is not um, a professional advice. Mm. And if you need, if you need uh, urgent help when it comes to your mental health experience, um, click this. And mm. it will always take you to um, one of the resources where... I where Psychrage keeps a directory of mental health providers because um, you'll never know. Like when, when someone is googling something about anxiety, and 
um, they end up reading a mental health blog. I mm. think you've got um, responsibility to take them where they should be. It's not yeah. just about um, providing them with information about mental health, but take them to, you know, where where they should seek help. I think mm. that's the ultimate aim of mental health blogs. It's not just about mm. um, a platform to share, to share or to find um, mental health stories and live experience, but it's also um, where could you could find help or where you could find um, um, networking with other people. Mm. Yeah. It's that, oh, I don't know, it's that element, I guess, of the, I don't even know that I would consider that being professional. I think that's just realising the impact of, of your content, realising the impact and the importance of mm. what you're saying, because actually what you're saying is really important. Like it could be offering a huge amount of support to someone. Uh, they know that actually they're not the only person struggling with that or um, they resonate or maybe they find your post really um, educational and informative. And actually, oh, I now know a bit more about um, borderline personality disorder or mm-hmm. OCD because I've read your post. And actually now I'm a bit more informed but I need to realise that actually I'm informed on your experience mm-hmm. and what has helped you and that that could be very different for somebody else as well. And I think it's, yes, it's starting to get that across as well. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we're trying to um, achieve with Psychreg. We try to keep balance mm. um, between a mental health, um, live experience and um um, articles written by academics and researchers. Mm. So we try to keep, I would say there's about 70, 30, like 70% okay. live experience and 30% um, written by um, academics and professionals. It's a really nice balance as well, because you've got, like yeah. you say, it's those personal stories, but also an element of, uh, yeah, academic, professional yeah. Uh, support signposting referencing and things like that that are there as yeah. well kind of linked yeah. into that i know you're you're involved with a few different projects and you've been part of different campaigns um like it'd be interesting to hear maybe about some of those as well and kind of how that started or how that's linked into kind of you being able to maybe talk about yeah blogging and mental health in areas that maybe wouldn't always have spoken about those Mm-hmm. Um, aside from the blog, I've also found um, two collaborators from America, they're mm. professors mm. Um, from Florida, um, Dr. Bernie Wilkinson and Dr. Richard Marshall. Um, I think it was over a year ago when um, I got in touch with them and we decided to collaborate and run a podcast. So it's a weekly podcast where they talk about a range of issues in mental health and their approach, although they're academics, their approach is just to make it an easy, easily digestible content. Mm. So we called it Sacrage Podcast. And there's a link that you can find on, you can actually see it on the homepage of Sacrage blog. Yeah, um, I was going to say, you can, it's through the, um, you can find it through the main menu as well, can't you? Yeah, if yeah, you're you, looking there, so. Yeah, you can find it. And also, um, I've also launched an open access initiative. So basically, it's a journal where academics from different universities could write their, their articles. Um, it's more of um, it's more of an academic research. And the reason why I decided to do that is that uh, for those who are not aware, 
it costs a lot of money to publish in an academic journal. Mm. And sometimes even though um, it's already published there, it has a paywall that you have to, for, for you to read the article. And I think that it's a bit um, unfair to operate that way. I think that um, information about psychology, mental health and well-being, whether in the form of a blog post or whether in the form of an academic journal, mm. should be openly accessible for everyone. And I don't think that researchers should pay anything um, for um, for for um, publishing their work. Because um, basically what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that um, it, it, it's possible to run a journal without... Um, without charging too much. Um, I managed to do it. Um, I'm self-funded. I get, uh, I get uh, money to host um, Psychred's Journal of Psychology through Psychred, and it's possible to do that. So I think um, I, I have to be very grateful for those um, academics who trusted me to um, publish their work. Mm. Yeah. So th I, those are the things that I'm involved at. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I like the long answers. I get to sit back and like just listen to what's going on. It's really nice. Um, no, it is interesting you mention that because I've I've found before that kind of the opposite because um, I'm mm -hmm. as acting as the reader. Um, there have been times when I've seen links to articles or research on social media. And you kind of click on the link and it pops up and you have to have like a subscription account to be mm. able to access it. And mm. um, not all the time, but some of those times that is like you've mentioned, actually, it's um, it's academic research that relates to mental health, um, which is mm. why I've clicked on it, because otherwise I probably wouldn't have bothered. Um, and then when you hit a, a paywall of like you have to be subscribed and it's OK, it's not a lot, but it, even if it's. A couple of pound a month I'm like well yeah but I just want to read this article and actually um the access to that being limited is I I do understand why it's there I just don't particularly agree with it yeah um and it yeah it's difficult because I think actually this is we're trying to promote more people talking uh more people listening and you're kind of uh making it more difficult for people to access exactly. potentially really important and really um, quite poignant information that could kind of change or refocus the way that we think about a really important topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's what, what we're trying to um, we're trying to address that gap um, with a journal mm. um, and also with a podcast and also with a blog. Oh, awesome! So there's yeah. lots of stuff going on. Yeah, um, and also um, aside from those three, I'm also looking for. Um, people to collaborate with in organizing an event. Um, recently, I've um, met um, two guys, um, um, Prash and Dev. They're running a men empowerment group. Okay. Um, basically, it's it's a it's a networking for men and um, he helping them to share their mental health struggles and. I like it because it's um it's very specific. Mm. It's not just all about mental health stories, but all, it's also about men. Mm. And on the fifth of April, we're organising a networking event in in London. So it's more of a dinner networking, really. Mm. So, yeah, 
um, I, I also get involved with those events. I've seen um, a couple of times sort of the uh, the information that you shared, it's either on the website or social media around that. Um, kind of promotion of um, men's mental health and encouraging mm-hmm. that conversation, being aware of support. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's um, really cool to see. I think it's something that's gradually grown over the last year or so, where there is that real recognition of actually, okay, yes, mental health struggles affect people of all genders, um, mm-hmm. but there's not that men are affected more, but I think they're less likely to come forward and seek help and talk about it. And for that reason, we do need to have projects and campaigns that target and focus mm. on on men um, mm. and encourage them to seek the support that um, would be useful or beneficial to them as well. Yeah, that 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 um, brings me to mention Men's Radio Station, which I also work for. Um, basically, I manage the social media and I go to um, the London office in Covent Garden every Sunday um, mm. just just basically just just help them um, running the, the show um, I'm, I'm usually at um, just on one of the rooms um, looking after the guests um, and and the reason why I got involved with that is I share the same um, goal with them that you know what like there's a lot of it's, it's a good thing that we're talking now about mental health because I think um, four or five decades ago there's really not much of an open conversation about mental health but even though we, we have already progressed from that um, stage um, there's still an unheard group sort, sort of an unheard group um, mm. the men like what you've mentioned earlier mm. men usually um, that they're kind of hesitant to um, tell their stories about mental health. So it's important that we actually acknowledge the struggles of this group um, of, of men. Mm. So, yeah, that's why I'm involved with um, men's radio station and also with men empowerment. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool to hear about a range of different projects and actually how um, you kind of started off when we were talking, it's, it's that idea of, well, I really like blogging and I was traveling, so mm-hmm. I spoke about traveling and then I was really interested in mental health, so I started talking about that. And to hear how that's led to being involved with um, doing more projects yourself, but collaborating with other people and um, now being in the position where you get to sit at home in your pajamas and work and mm-hmm. there's that there is that opportunity for people to um, make their blog or whatever they're involved with um, you could make that a part-time or a full-time job if you really wanted to. Yeah, can, it is my full-time job. Yeah, you can get involved with yeah. different projects and different campaigns. And again, it's not going to be for everyone. Some people will just want to write their one post and submit it to sites like PsychReg, or they might just want to have their own blog. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really nice to see there's a growth of events, of campaigns and projects to get involved with. And like you said, I don't know, about a few decades, I reckon just probably five years ago. I, I don't know that that would have been possible. Um, mm. So it's been really cool to kind of see that growth happen um, and for there to be more opportunities for people to get involved in in campaigns. And particularly, I always really like seeing the work that um, uh, like Time to Change have started to do with their um, 
champions and particularly the young people mm -hmm. and it'd be really cool to see other charities or organizations um kind of get involved with that a little bit more and have their own thing going on and like you when you were talking about actually we've now got these events that run and people can come along and meet each other like how awesome is that and it's it's building up those opportunities for for people to get engaged and involved mm -hmm. yeah because um even though, like, um, as mental health bloggers, we so some of us may not be um, ha may not be suffering from any um, mental health, but Ooh. it's kind of therapeutic, you know, Ooh. to to blog because in a way it's also a form of self-expression, and um, that that's why I actually um, get from blog. It's a form of self-expression. Um, I'm I'm better off um, expressing myself. Um, through web design and through um, tweaking my website and th that's what I'm good at rather than um, yeah I, to I told you I'm, 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 I'm quite an introvert mm. so I, I'm not really as efficient as other people with um, expressing myself in a bigger crowd but I, I'm quite skilled expressing myself through blog yeah. um, as a medium it's, fi uh, it's finding what works for you isn't it yeah I think that's, yeah that's the way forward um yeah. it's, it's actually the design element of blogging that i find therapeutic because mm. um i'm quite um autistic when it comes to font i'm actually one of those people like when i see a font on a website i could I identify that and i could oh. even identify the font sign and i could um uh, I'm I'm really obsessed with fonts. I like I like websites with good fonts, and I like I like designing websites. Oh, yeah. it's really interesting to hear like the way that it's kind of that thing that's really positive for you, but it could also be like a real negative, I guess, if something doesn't appear in a certain way or doesn't look as you think it should. Yeah, um, but I I, I love the challenge because. Um, um, over the years that I've been blogging, um, I've learned about HTML, mm. and I've, I find it I find it quite therapeutic. You know, like when you're struggling to um, achieve a certain look for your blog, and you manage to do it, um, I, I really f um, feel a sense of achievement. Oh, yeah. that's awesome! It's it's cool to have that um, pride, yeah. pride as yeah, well. I, I guess I think, and... I think yeah, yeah, that's that's. Uh, that's the therapeutic side mm. of blogging to me, you mm. know, like it allows me to express myself. It allows me to, you know, feel a sense of achievement at the end of the day. That's a really nice way, I think, to kind of round us, mm -hmm. round us off there. I think um, if people wanted to find out a bit more information about yourself, Dennis, or Psych Reg, or any of the stuff that's going on, where would be like the best place for them to go or to find out information about those things? Yeah, um, basically just um, Google PsychReg, um, that's P-S-Y-C-H-R-E-G, or Google my name, it's quite a long name, um, I have a double-barreled name, <laughs> Dennis Reloho Howell, so yeah, just, just Google that and then you'll find information on me. Um, I'm active on Twitter, but I don't use some um, Facebook a lot. I don't use some. Um, I don't have an Instagram account either. Oh, I really struggle with Facebook at the moment. It's like yeah. it's just really dropping down. It's basically what I use to keep in contact with school friends, and that's yeah. pretty much all I'm using it for now. Um, mm. It feels like a real effort to post anything there because I'm just like oh, I'm just not really that fast. I'm not checking it. So um, mm. 
Awesome. I don't know if it's age because um, before when I was on my 20s, I'm really active on Facebook, but yes, it's not for me anymore. No, I just, yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't. I, yeah, I, I'm not I sure already got, why. I think I already got over with like posting what I had for dinner or places I've been. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I still do that. Um, <laughs> but I do well, that on Twitter. <laughs> I don't do it on Facebook. And I don't yeah. really, I, I couldn't really tell you what, why I do it on one and not on the other. I'm not sure. I just... I have a theory, though, because um, it's easier to do that on Twitter because a lot of um people who follow who you connect with on Twitter mm. um, are not going to judge you that you're showing off or that you're bragging because yeah. they haven't met you in person. Yeah, Whereas true. it could be misinterpreted in Facebook. When, when, you, when you show that you've been on holiday, um, if you share that with the people you know on Facebook, they're mm. likely to misinterpret that as Maybe. showing off. Maybe. And, yeah. And I try to avoid that on Facebook. Well... It has been lovely to sit down and have a chat with you. Um, and hopefully everyone that um, listens and downloads this episode, but also potentially is watching the, the YouTube version that Dennis is going to put up of this as well, um, has enjoyed listening into the, the conversation. And if you do want to find out a little bit more about Dennis, I'll put some links in the description as well if you haven't managed thank to you. note those down um, as we've gone through. But thank you so much for coming on and for sharing a bit about your experience and everything that's gone into it. And I also look forward to seeing you in July when you're going to be one of our guest speakers at the Mental Health Blog Awards as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm looking to have um, to, to talk to everyone in person. Um, basically, um, I'll be talking about the same thing, but it's more of technical stuff, how to um, manage your blog. And hopefully I get to inspire you that there's actually a potential for you to turn your um, your hobby of blogging mm. into a full-time career mm. uh, so hopefully you get to um, join us at the Mental Health Blog Awards this summer awesome stuff thank you so much for coming on and I'll talk to you again very very soon thank you These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so mm. they can't appreciate it. Yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well, so it sort of started from there. And then she was like, okay, tell me a bit about what's going on. So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. 
I don't think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. 